Jack Oatway. And I'm Jay Oatway, and I'm here to challenge you to a duel to the death. A duel to the death. Welcome back to Like Dragon, Like Sun, a father-son podcast all about D&D. And today we are talking about player on player. Yeah, this is popular in my friend groups, uh, player versus player combat. It's good to It's good to note, right off the top here, we are not talking today about letting your players in regular campaign play attack each other uh for almost all of my games that i play in i mean not almost i mean for 100 percent of the games i play in player on player violence is a big no-no yeah it's it's not tolerated it's it's you know if it happens it it better be seriously like part the of the dm narrative. possessed you or something yeah like it's it's a big part of the story and it's there for a reason and everybody gets it why it's happening is there is no random stabbing each other in the back. Yeah. Uh, so that said, it can be fun to set up a one shot. Sure. Make it a one shot, or you could make it a somehow a safe bubble inside mm. the game. I like mean, look at arena the type critical setting. role. You know, like they all had a dream of them mm. <laughs> doing this. You could do it like that. You could have it set up where maybe each member of the party. Is trying to court a member of the royal family, and who, depending who wins, it'll decide which quest you get. Um, yeah, I mean, it could. This doesn't have to be to the death. It doesn't have to be to the thing. death. I mean, it could literally reduce you to zero hit points, but then it's a safe environment, so you're not mm. really dead or anything really happened. There's always the idea of the arena, you know. And sure. I think making fun like things like that, but we actually have a a system I've developed. Could probably use a lot of tweaking. It's in its early stages. Um, but this, from my experience of running PvP one-shots, um, I typically follow these guidelines to like create something that feels a little bit deeper than just, I hit him, I hit him, all right, we've done that round, that took like 20 minutes, do we want to do it again? People are like, yeah. meh. Well, depending on what level you set this up, too, certain classes have certain advantages mm. at certain times. If, uh, if we're playing level one, my money's on the fighter kicking yeah, the wizard's butt. If we're but playing at again, level 15, yeah. hmm. Maybe There's not. a couple things to make it a little bit more balanced here, and I think that's like the very first thing we touch on: power levels. Mm. Um, the P. Oh, sorry, I should introduce the acronym we're using: Panda PVP. Uh, we're not. It's not Panda versus Panda. It's just P point A point N point D point A. You know, acronym. Good old acronym. And what does it stand for? Uh, power Arena Novelty Demands and Additions. Woohoo! We're going to start off uh, with power. Uh, this is essentially just character levels uh, and magic items. You know, what are you giving the players to start off with their, their sheer strength on their own uh, when entering combat? Are you giving them potions? Those are magic items to consider. Do they get a couple healing potions each? Do they get a couple spell scrolls? Or perhaps a, an ally casts a spell on them before the, the battle begins. Like they could hire a bard to give them a blessing tune for the battle upcoming, you know? Uh, those ideas. I have a addition to that mm. where instead of increasing powers... You also limit powers in this. I mean, that's what uh, demands and power is. That's like a yeah. part of the idea, but yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely got to be a list, a clear list that the DM draws up of banned 
tactics. Now, all fights have this, right? Like in boxing, you're not allowed to hit below the belt. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe certain types of spells, uh, you know, banishing things and stuff, yeah. um, may not be allowed in there. Extra dimensional stuff, maybe not. You know, I mean, but it's up to you. Removing maybe it people, is. Maybe but... that's okay too. Um, but you need to come up maybe with yeah. the list of things that are just tactics that are just cheap shots that aren't allowed to be in it. You need to make sure that as a DM that you're the referee here mm. and that you're making a level playing field where everybody can feel they're having fun. Yeah. Just as if you were playing a, a first person shooter online game or something like you need to know that what you're dropping into you and all the other players have just your skills to set you apart that somebody's not being favored by the referee. Yeah. Uh, in, in a regular combat situation, when it's my, a party versus my monsters and somebody in the party comes up with some crazy weird idea of how they want to do something on their turn. Go for it. I say yes. And you know, cause that's a rule of cool and yeah, it's not in the books, but who cares? It, it was fun. It's an awesome thing to have happened in the battle. And yeah, I'll let the players have that one. And all the other players on the team are going to feel that's okay because it's working to their advantage that the rule of cool is playing for them. In a PvP situation, I can't rule of cool one player. Because the other person isn't feeling like, rule of cool anymore. You're yeah. like, he's totally breaking the rules. And he is. Um, or she is. So you've got to say no to rule of cool and make it clear ahead of time that, you know, everybody's going to have to play literally mm. by the book. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, if you are giving people magic items, be careful with what you're giving them. You know, are they going to be like, oh, yeah, pick any rare magic item. And then they get the uh, what was the super crazy one uh, that we found the other day? It was like, how is that only rare? Like you could cast teleport from it three times a day. Like pretty crazy stuff. But um, considering power, character levels especially, you know, I try not to make any of my PvP above 10th level. Uh, if we really want to push it and make it like go long go like 15 through 20 somewhere in there yeah you know and well, you're even, gonna have three hours of even like, even 10 to 15 and the yeah, druid so winning when we say and one the wizard shot, cleaning up and this may the not cleric be a, being crazy this and, is not a quick session yeah. you might you know have a maybe a holiday session coming up with some family members maybe some friends together maybe you're gonna do this online on a virtual tabletop which could be a good place fun place to to try this out on maybe you're trying out new characters you've always wanted to play a barbarian here's your chance you know and, or you're using existing characters and yeah they like, you. know that you're going to need some time for this that this is this, these fights are not going to be three rounds and they're done yeah or i mean hopefully not the lower level I'm you are the maybe the quicker it might yeah. go but. it's true yeah um thinking about character level in terms of how fast there could be rapid like multiple rounds where you start to introduce gimmicks which we'll get into a little bit further but just thinking about how powerful are the characters it's mm -hmm. our first point uh limiting and increasing perhaps uh then the arena yeah where are they fighting this is a huge point don't just make it a like 10 by 10 blank space like desert it's boring you know, if you are going to be in a desert arena, maybe there's dunes characters fall into mm. and underground passageways or, or worms, maybe not powerful purple worms, but smaller, maybe reduced threat purple worms jump up from the ground at points or, um, well, you know, yeah. or, and it doesn't have to be to the, like fighting to the death. Like you could make it a different goal to win. Well, that's one of, that's my demands. That's yeah, win yeah. conditions further. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. We, we played an interesting one-on-one, -on -one, not so much a PVP, but one-on-one -on -one that was like that the other night. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, the arena you create 
uh, the setup that's going yeah. on in there. It could be a town setting. It could be. It doesn't have uh, to be your classic like yeah. gladiatorial no, arena. It could be a, in you know, a forest. It's a fun idea, but um, I like it to think of like a little island that you just everybody parachutes <laughs> down onto. <laughs> Uh, and they build forts, so everybody has to make a knight character that builds forts. I'm calling it Fort Knight, because uh, that's what they are. They're knights with forts. It's a clever idea. Yeah, no one's ever, that, nobody's yeah. ever thought of that before. Yeah. I, it's going to be hugely popular. And it's, yeah, basically you just run around. You can like you know find weapons and stuff to pick up, and uh, and then yeah, you just kill each other. True. Well, then the fighters have a huge advantage. Imagine picking up a weapon you don't have proficiency with. Yeah. And every every once in a while, we sort of like shrink the board down a little bit. <laughs> That's a that's a cool hazard idea, which moves me on to the idea of hazards. Maybe the arena is shrinking. You know, maybe there are spikes in certain areas that you could push players into, uh, sure. or you know, certain uh, deadly things that you need to like that make players move a little bit more. Like you know, maybe yeah. the the desert sand gets hot in certain areas and cooler in others, mm-hmm. uh, and yet players have to transition and move along with that at intervals but you know try and telegraph it and don't make it like oh you you fall in a pit that you didn't have an idea and you take 40 damage and you die you know like that sucks but yeah. try and telegraph hazards a little bit you know make it yeah. be like this could be dangerous much like how you do it traps in any game uh then there's interactive uh the element of of arenas i think flip a switch and activate a hazard you know or change the layout of the arena maybe there's a rising water level that makes a, a part of the 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 arena underwater, you know, a certain thing that you could flip that around, you know, or you could flip a stone and uh, it unlocks a secret room or traps people in rooms if they find a new exit to it. Uh, being sort of, or even like that could raise platforms and make it a little bit more three-dimensional. Because uh, just having, there's always two planes. There's your X and Y axis. Well, yeah. X and Z axis. And, goes, and the I, Y I suppose, goes up. You I know? suppose the, the, real, height. the real trick on this, especially if you're trying to do a virtual tabletop, is how do you implement all of those sorts of mechanics. The crazy thing is the easiest way to do this is on dry erase. The couple of pens, you can so easily uh, color things in, use different colored pens to signify different elevation. There's almost a, a greater simplicity in doing this uh, because I think you should have a battle map. It helps so people, again, go by the book, manage distances and everything properly. Um, but yeah, if you have to build all of this, if you're trying to build it all in foundry or roll 20 or something i think uh yeah you might find find it a little extra challenging mm. uh, but not impossible um i mean ideally perfect world you have got yourself a bunch of cool 3d map stuff like from dwarven <laughs> forge or something like that and you can build this wonderful amazing uh space yeah but and don't just think material plane you like, can be creative we, you could use yeah, you go can back use, to one of our previous episodes find some, like, or even about, if you I, want terrain stuff find some books yeah. around the house find some uh styrofoam find some like cardboard boxes uh you can cut these things up you know just put them out on the map use that yeah. for terrain um you know just be crafty and have some fun with it um make it so again there it's not just here's a map and you know three two one duel to the death floating islands moving platforms i mean all of those are great ideas you can be super creative with your arena and make it a very unique pvp Mm. that isn't just a a gladiatorial ring as people sometimes want to think but there's not to say that gladiatorial ring can't be uh fun this brings us to the idea of novelty you know introducing a gimmick into your arena how do gimmicks work yeah so i guess this is this is a more more elaborate detail exactly. than the arena itself so the arena i think is your sort of larger environment and yeah you from that you could pick 
you know, forest swamp, sure. you could choose something like this. But yeah, this would be, I think, more than is there something that is happening in here? Like on even turns, say if you've got an area that's got water in it, on even turns, maybe the water rises uh, and on odd turns, it goes back down. Absolutely. Or not turns, but rounds. Um, or something like that where or darkness comes in and mm. lasts for two rounds and then disappears for two rounds. Um, those who can see in darkness obviously get some advantages and those, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, like flickering lights and ideas like that. Uh, maybe like exactly the, the whole place is not even magical darkness, just like whew, there's candles that go like out and on. And so maybe certain, I mean, we get into additions, but enemies that lurk in the shadows and like you're like, all right, people are running to the light to keep stay in the light. Uh, and I think even like ideas of mounted combat, you know, throwing players who have no business being on a horse on a horse yeah uh, and suddenly they're riding around or even like the idea of the chariots they used to have back in sort of that greek combat style where you're like firing shots or spells from across the the horse things are like car like you know making them yeah go faster and you can and, and if you and this is also where the homebrew comes in as well as the exactly. dm into something like this this is a chance for you to cook up a little bit like okay we're going to do chariots chariots involve you know, these sorts of skill checks to sort of handling things, whatever. And so you don't actually necessarily have a proficiency in vehicle handling. Everybody in the combat would have a, you know, a, a mechanic that they can all manipulate. Mm. Um, and yeah, your stat blocks may lend you slight advantage or not, but bounded accuracy, that'll only be like maybe at most 15% better than somebody else or something. Exactly. And they've spent time investing in that rather than investing whatever you have. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, I think also going back to power, limiting specific classes sometimes. I think some combat scenarios just don't work with wizards. You know, there isn't going to be a person with a spell book casting spells in a, yeah. uh, you know, in a fantasy boxing match that we're setting up, you know, with like maybe fighters, monks, barbarians, rangers, those more martial classes may have more of an advantage. Yeah. Uh, s spell casting is a huge thing you have to look out for. You know, is the druid just going to be able to turn into a, a mammoth and, and trample? But yeah, well, and this, that can be fun. The spell you know, casting thing crazy, could but... be also wizard versus wizard. Like if yeah, you wanted to very do much so. you could something then like focus that. On like a with, Harry Potter type which, duel. Yeah, and maybe you should come up with some counter spell ideas and stuff in there exactly. as well. A system that um, allows that that combat not to just be whoever rolled initiative gets to drop the fireball and win. And that's this idea of novelty, you know, as well. You could yeah. introduce a brand new spell casting system. Well, or even initiative system, frankly. Exactly. Every every round Reroll initiative. Yeah, exactly. Cast your spell. So that, yeah, so that you're not always going to be stuck going last. Or maybe even, um, like, the way, I, I've always loved the idea of, I have a super loose system that I played with once where I had on cards written sort of just like general, like, ray, bolt, and then on, like, other things would be, like, ice, fire, electric, and, like, all sorts of, like, or, like even sphere or things like that. Uh, or even the more abstract concepts like time, soul, things like that, and I like deal out cards to players. I'm like, all right, you can play a red card, which is like adjectives, and, blah, 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 and like um, a black card, which is like nouns and certain things like that. And they could be like cr super creative with like, oh, this and this, and they'd like talk to me. I want this sort of effect to happen. Like over here is this growing cloud of poison sort of looms out, and they mm -hmm. got like you know uh, death cloud. I'm like, all right, okay, we could think about that. And so phew, we see this green cloud expand, and people slowly take poison or necrotic or whatever sort of damage. Sure. Right. Again, if all the players are on board ahead of time. Yeah. You talk this is all about through. being on board with players. You know? yeah. This was because, yeah, their idea. Because you know, again, that one goes back to you're going to have to make some rules of cool yeah. happen. And and look, if if you've got a group of guys or players, whatever gender, uh, 
who are cool with getting together and throwing down and they aren't going to have their feelings hurt that they are having fun with Mm -hmm. it, that it's uh, a good time that these aren't their like favoritist characters that they're going to lose and, you know, cry over that. This is a, a one shot of just, you know, having some fun at the table and, you know, playing a different style of D and D for a few hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it's gotta be important that you have, no matter how you decide to set this up, uh, that that's clear in expectations ahead of time. Absolutely. I think that brings us on to demands, restrictions, win conditions, prerequisites, like prerequisites, you know, what are like alternative ways to win, you know? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be a fight to the death. So we played a, a game the other night where after watching a Kurosawa uh, yeah, Seven Jack- Samurai's uh, movie, you thought, hey, it'd be fun to make a Jap- uh, samurai character. And... Given that, you know, where we live, there's uh, very recently been like a lantern type festival and a hungry ghost festival. I kind of tied some of those ideas into this town where um, you uh, you were seriously outnumbered mm. or outgunned. Seriously, the, the I put um, some uh, the hungries. Which are like sorrow sworn if yeah. it's a, on the Shadowfell stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so around them was a bunch of, and they're quite tough. They're like CR8 or something higher, maybe. Uh, and then the, uh, the measles, which measles. are much weaker. Not measles. Of, me. Yeah, measles with a Z. Yeah. Um, measles that can sort of, if they grab hold of you, they can bamf you around and alert all Shadowfell creatures to where you are. Mm. And yeah, there was. It was okay. You could kill the measles. It only took like a hit or two for you to take down. Or, but the other, the hungries, yeah, they were, were like two hundred and twenty-five HP. Very difficult. You did not want to get. I mean, not really what a fighter is is no meant to do. So, but the action search was helpful at points. So, but the idea was not to kill them. Mm-hmm. I had we had a battle map set up with all these houses in a little town, a little river that and ran all the through the middle. people cowering in their houses, and-, and each house had a little red lantern hanging out front. And to win, the victory condition was basically you had to get all the lanterns lit, uh, which took you an action to do to light each one. Could have been a bonus action. They but... had to put it out, put them out with a successful attack mm. on it, so that you actually had a better odd of getting like your it was an automatic get it lit for you, but you still had to spend a turn doing it. Mm. Where for them, they'd sometimes waste two turns trying to get the thing knocked back out again. Um, but there was three of them and one of you. And also the measles, there was like seven of them. So there's way more like, and you, but you did have a sidekick for a it's while. Who uh, he kind of died, but. Uh, but yeah, and and so the victory condition in the end, uh, it was, I mean, although you did manage to push them into the river and the river melted them. Um, I like making monsters who've got uh, Witchery type witcher type weaknesses, uh, yeah. weaknesses to them. Um, but yeah, you you for a long time were, we're just getting out, staying around, out of, trying to turn running around, trying to stay ahead. And the cool thing about their stat block was that a homebrew thing you did, or just like a normal thing where they get like better damage and things like attack rolls if mm, you no, it's, it's in, dark, in, in, the in dark, darkness. In the and darkness. so there was a, a statistic benefit for me turning on lanterns. Yeah, if you and and I only would make the lanterns produce you know yeah, bright light out for exactly. 10, ten feet. So there was only a safe zone from their attacks, pretty much right around where each lantern was on each house and a lot of not so safe space in between that you had to run through mm-hmm. and so that was my arena and that was my you know my gimmick in a way and that was the condition 
uh, for that. You could easily, I mean, you could set it with players where if each player got to a lantern, they would turn it to their team color or something. And if they got X number of them set up with their color, they would win. Um, and so you could have, you can create more video game-esque type like win scenarios in it that doesn't have to be completely kill each other. Uh, and yeah, let, let, you know, those who are fast be able to like run around to get more. And those who are, are yeah, good at attacking maybe to kill the fast guys. I don't know. Um, I mean the idea of like even respawn. Yeah, you could, you could even go to a point where like a magical wizard or, or cleric or God has set up this sort of arena, you know, yeah. and for his amusement, he wants to see sure, you toy could, with one another. You could be very video game-esque about it. And if very... someone dies, like even put like, then be ready to give him like level one and like crazy powerful magic items, like yeah. just for crazy. Yeah, like, level two or three and give and them like, give them stuff that can wish, easily kill well, each other. Maybe not wish plays, but you know, like you know. plus three, like yeah, long sword, like point crazy. They, they're, they're likely to have less than 30 hit points, but have an item that could do 20 hit And they could kill each other maybe in one turn, yeah, but then possibly. be reborn. So they gotta be like, maybe make them all monks, who knows, you know, have them speedy run around the, the arena. So, um, so uh, anyways, I hope that what you're getting from what we're talking about here is inspiration. Is, yeah. Is, is, is ideas that see so you think, Oh, you know what? We could have fun. I can, I have some ideas on like either things you've stolen from video games you've played or just ideas like you, you take from the world around you and sort of think, yeah, we can, let's just create a thing where we run around and everybody hopefully should be laughing and cheering and gasping and stuff about the, the game like it shouldn't be a really serious chess battle no uh with your head down tactics although some people love tactic games yeah i mean if you want to uh, do that play warhammer but <laughs> i guess right um you know and i also something that we do in chess right having a little clock a little timer yeah put a little because if people like go mm, when am i gonna do my mm, you know when it's your then, turn you gotta move yeah think about what's happening put pressure on it you know yeah uh like i said maybe a two-minute clock you could have a two minute timer, even a one minute. Timer, yeah. You know? And have we're players saying, think about like, exactly. tell them, think about what you're going to do on your turn while other people are doing their things. If they've begun an action before the one minute is up, they're allowed to finish sure. whatever it is. But if they still haven't completed bonus actions and movements or other things within that time period or, or something like you got to figure out how, about how long your players do take and how involved your board is or however many things are on it, but give them a reasonable amount of time, but not, not extra. Like, really, if the clock is running, people will talk faster, they will move faster, they will execute on their moves, and they'll make more mistakes as well. And it'll be more laughs. I think even what I do, just to throw chaos into many of my PvPs, which maybe isn't wise, but I look at the Wild Magic Surge, or even ones online, I just play, you know, here's a little Wild Magic thing, like stone or thing you can step on and go... When enemies step on them and get like exploded and yeah. and you, you grow sizes and suddenly they're like taking chunks of the floor out, which is totally not rules, and then throwing it at other players, you know. But that's what their mind is going to. And in a PvP, you can be a little bit like, yeah, as long as everyone at the table is cool with that. I mean, it depends how strict and and by the by the rules your your party wants to play. But yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Go crazy, have fun. Absolutely. I mean, this is not normal adventure D and D. But I suppose that puts me to our final point, additions. Um, consider adding enemies to the combat. I mean, like we said, I wasn't the only one there. And it was a PvE situation where there weren't other players I was killing, you know. But it mm. was you versus me, in a sense, that 
you were the controlling the monsters yeah. and set up the story, and I was attacking the well, monsters. One and... of the very first uh, one-on-ones we did play, and again, mm-hmm. this isn't exactly me playing a character, but I, he was essentially, he was just like a, I'm thinking he was a battle master or something. I, it was more or less yeah. a character build. But he had three, like, and you were playing yeah. Axe Beaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, so that, they were the addition. Mm-hmm. And what were you playing in that one? I think I was... Mm, what was I? I know I was something... It was like a fighter type. Right? Yeah, it was a fighter type or thing Or barbarian well. or something. Maybe it was a barbarian. Yeah, I can't remember and, what it was playing, But it was very PvP-esque. And then... And it was. It was a an old-school gladiatorial-type arena that I just drew with a, a, a dry erase marker on a dry erase battle map. And... And it seemed pretty simple, except I did draw like door these little doors on the side. So there was like the doors what you guys doors? came in, yeah. and there was these little like other doors. And then I forget, like round three, they're like the, the port doors. cutlasses open and up, these and these two axe beaks just come. There's three. Is it three? Just yeah. ripping in, um, barreling towards you. And yeah, at that point, I just was using them as with like pack tactics to sort of like run up behind you and like try yeah. to slash at your legs but also to leave one in uh, a flanking position on you so that the battle master would get like better attacks like rolls yeah. and stuff and so that was i mean that was seriously like unfair although you did a great job of taking yeah. them all out but yeah um but yeah i moments like that uh yeah mid challenge add in a new challenge yeah surprise. And it, and wave and like spacing that over like time thinking about oh okay so on round three i want this to happen or even like being 10 rounds and the combat is over maybe you're on like a hurtling train heading towards a city and one player is playing like a uh like a a group that's like set up like a bomb or like a heist you know Mm -hmm. and you gotta like in another side other players are like they gotta stop the thing or defuse the the thing make it like very uh counter-strike is a game where there's like terrorists and counter-terrorists and the terrorists got to set up a bomb and defend it make sure it isn't defused but also take down the other enemy team and the the counter-terrorists have got to you know defuse the bomb uh before a certain amount of time or defeat that's a that's an eberron setting right there lightning rail uh, there's some cool maps out there. Yeah. Go grab one, and just yeah. and players can then think about okay, now I'm free to play more of a support role in my group of three. Or I'm and the free other three, to play you know? like a really evil yeah, uh, yeah terrorist who's evil trying spells, to the train. you know, hold person. I mean, maybe be a little restrictive about that sort of stuff. I'm not, how many I'm, turns yeah, there are, but yeah, hold person's terrible. It, I, it would be one that I would put on banned, my yeah. banned list. But, I think it's such yeah. an easy one to like just really take the fun out of the game and think um, about like setting up storylines could there be npcs involved sure. like and even think like even the arena scenario there like you said there's powerful people like watching you to perhaps recruit you or send you on quests later on and if you're a clever dm even if none of these characters move on to a campaign this incident like a, the train uh, mm. explosion could be the beginning of why another group of characters who are all working together come together because of this thing so you could use it as an inciting incident you could use it as like a pre-session zero a session negative one yeah uh i don't know if that a thing it is now sure why not um and i don't know like this is D D. so to let yourself like i don't know give yourself freedom to to take this in whatever Mm -hmm. direction the the only real rule through all this is make sure your players are having fun yeah absolutely that's the core thing you know that's it don't 
don't let people get their feelings hurt or upset. Like if it's starting to go that way, stop the game, turn things around, have a talk with everybody, see if you can find a way to salvage it or or just or just end and go start something else that's more fun like this is when someone dies losing friends 30 minutes before like until they've done anything then that sucks you know like well but also there might be some expectations that okay look the game may go for a while if you die early yeah well then again come up with how is it fun well getting to come back in the game the idea of respawning you know or or roll up another another character (laughs) and by the time have like three characters when you're done when you're done with the new character that's when that new character gets to get back in yeah so encourages like players to be quick and like today on today on dnd beyond you can whip up characters pretty fast it's true but giving you giving you only have like six character slots it may be like yeah can who do i give up to make this thing well the one that just died clearly yeah it's true but maybe you like that character. Or maybe or maybe you've got unlimited character slots. It's true. Maybe that's a consider worth investing in. Yeah, in this day in, and age. This in day and the, age, yeah. In the day I of mean, online play, never has there been more reason. Not that we're salespeople for D&D Beyond. But, but it is a great service. It's like, it's worth every penny. We use it um, a lot. That's all for today. I yeah. just hope this has given you some inspiration, thinking about how to make PvP not something that's like... To go out, to duel for fun, yeah. to duel for sport, duel. Yeah. to go and kill your friends. If you're not in a campaign right now, as many people, I'm sure, are finding themselves in a space where they're not in a long-lasting game. Or maybe you've had some players who can't make it to the table for a while or things are going on, but you've got two or three people that's who do want to play. play. Maybe who have set the up your DM and, and then it's a 1v1. Say, you know? Okay, guys, or, well, exactly. we can't play with our regular stuff tonight, but I've got this other thing mm-hmm. that we can do for a couple of hours, and two or three of you can go and have a few a hours of D&D yeah. great time on that in-between week uh, session when not everybody else could be there. I mean, there's so many, like, even just if you had yourself and two friends, so much you could do. You could do player versus player in that instance. You could set up enemies, and they have to work together uh, to, to yeah. defeat, you know, whatever condition it, you set up, you know, or, it, I mean, Honestly, so it, does, it doesn't even have to be a plot-driven one-shot. Absolutely. It can be yeah. simply a big fight. Why not? Uh, big fights often take two hours. Absolutely. I mean, especially if you get higher levels, and maybe and, even and if then, you've got considering a, if you've got a quirky yeah. board, board with unusual conditions of things going on, it yeah. can definitely drag on for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. So much like so many cool options, and then also thinking about like letting players have sidekicks and yeah, and bringing and small I know, little friends. I know along. official rules are are still coming in Tasha's, but it's pretty easy to find stuff from. Um, I'm blanking. It's it Morden? Was, no, it was the, the Bolo? one of the introductory guidebooks. Uh, Player's Handbook? Monster nope. Manual? Nope, one of the ones that for like that were introduced a couple years ago for new players to get involved. Uh, yeah, anyways, just, just Google D&D sidekick rules. You'll find them. They're out there. They're official even, and they'll be expanded upon more officially. November 14th. Uh, <laughs> in the weeks uh, coming ahead. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you'll find lots of sidekick stuff out there. It, it can be, it can be a, a simple, fun addition. A fun you know? addition to have. You get a, ready for your sidekick to die, as yeah. mine often do. Yeah, they, they will go quickly. Uh, but the idea is, if you play it smart and you can hide your sidekick somewhere, and they can hold on to that healing potion, when you drop to zero, you may Boom. not be as dead as you <laughs> think you are. Yeah, absolutely. You probably got three rounds to get that, that potion in you. Bit of a shorter episode this week. We just wanted to, to let you know that 
PvP is an option, and it doesn't have to be boring hack and slash. What's your turn? Blah, blah, blah. What's your turn? Blah, 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 blah. While another guy sits and he's been dead for 60 minutes and he's tuned out, which I think a lot of people yeah. feel like what D&D PvP is. So get your panda. Yeah, get your panda system, which will probably be reworked and is probably a bit too vague, and I just drafted it up quickly to make it a fun word. Panda. Uh, and what does the panda stand for again? Uh, power. Get your power sorted out. Yeah, character levels, magic items, spells, restrictions, you know, limiting power and giving power maybe. Uh, arena. Figure out what the environment's going to look Think like. Think in three dimensions, hazards and interactive arena elements. Sure. Uh, novelty, gimmicks. Weather. Uh, yeah, homebrew potential. You Is know, this a think... chase? Is this mounted combat? Is sure. this um, underwater combat? Is this what's going on? Yeah, you know, yeah. Play with lighting. Uh, play with... Sure, wilderness hazards yeah, play temperature with, problems absolutely like well, i mean temperature is kind of like hour long stuff but you could like speed it up yeah you know so why change not? the rules absolutely shift rules so you like don't every have to, turn you don't have to wait to, well, you know every turn but like that many know. hours for sure. for hypothermia to set in like it's setting in right now um, yeah except for the goliath who's like <laughs> uh demands Those win conditions me anyhow. uh you know maybe they don't have to win by Said other ways of, yeah, of vi- other related to your gimmick, you know, like if your gimmick yeah. is that um, there are light sources that are turning on and off or that can be yeah. interacted with, maybe make it so turning on all the light sources wins a certain player of the game, or there's a bomb that's been set and it explodes and everyone will die, and so mm. um, one of the the things will be decoupling the engine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, demands. Oh, that's what we just did. Uh, additions. Enemies, NPCs, sidekicks. Is there a larger storyline that this plays into? Again, session negative one, perhaps. Mm. Is this a dream that all of the players in the long-term campaign are having? Certain or is corners this just of the map, thing? on certain levels, maybe you set a few extra items that people can jump yeah. up and grab. Absolutely, or even what the Critical Role team did, where they uh, it was like all a dream, and whoever won got a fate die, <laughs> which they got to bring into the actual campaign later on, um, which is a, a fun idea, I think. Consider divinity, otherworldly stuff. Is this uh, on the, the the Isle of Dread? You know, is this maybe a, a mounted combat thing on on Nightmare Back? Yeah, I actually looked the up city of Brass, uh, Isle of Dread for those of you who were listening to our recent uh, traveling the multiverse episode. And yeah, somebody they actually have developed an adaptation system to bring what was uh, the module from the old expert box set. Uh, and play it as 5e and yeah it was only in fifth edition that it got moved to the plane of water it was actually in fourth edition it was inside the Feywild. wow uh so yeah the isle of dread keeps bouncing all over the place it's very i almost expected it to be its own like demi plane of bed or something it's but... uh yeah but it's like it's like lost island with like dinosaurs and fun things like that oh, on cool. it. it's sort of like lost world vibe uh and it's it, the whole point yeah. of it was the whole point of dinosaurs, it was raptors was to sort of introduce wilderness survival because in the basic set it was all dungeons so the expert set took you outdoors so yeah think that same way with your pvp do we want to do it in a dungeon do we want to take it outdoors what do we want to do uh you could do a dungeon crawl where they're racing you could do a dungeon race like who can um, clear the dungeon the fastest you know i had one um I think be a little bit careful with this, but they're all they all have to work together for one of the the fights and escape the dungeon. And then all the walls close around them. It's like now you have to fight to the death. Yeah. Um, suddenly, sort of switching like like 
you know, how a dungeon could, like, from a dungeon crawl being, you know, PvE, PvP, and, like, tell them from the beginning that there will have to be a PvP element. Uh, but then turning it in and be like, oh, you all wake up in this, in this, you know, this evil demi-lich is put control over, like, a hag or something, is put uh, a spell over your mind, uh, or a Feywild prince in order to let you escape his, his, let you run through his dream labyrinth that he's he's dreaming up, you know, and eventually you have to get to each other and kill each other, and then you wake up back in your you're on the mortal, you know, on the material plane, and maybe that's how they escape, uh, yeah. something like that. Just thinking about how you could integrate it into a story a little bit more. Uh, but I think that's all we have for today. So good luck to you out there. Um, uh, may fortune forever favor you. Let chaos reign. How, how did the, it's like the Hunger Games thing. Anyways, whatever. Go out there, kill your friends. Isn't that the little, like, yeah. may fortune favor you. I don't know. I Think about know interesting unique weapons. So much stuff. So much inspiration. So much potential. Have yeah. a fun. Do a one shot. Why not? Yeah. Have fun with it. I challenge you. Yeah, I challenge you to a duel. To the I mean, death. Spell it. Compelled duel is a very fun concept. But anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're rambling on. Thank you for joining us this week. My name is Jack Oway. I'm Jay Oway the Dragon. Have yourself a great PvP. Bye bye everybody. Bye-bye.